What's Your Position podcast may contain adult themes, sexual discussions, and strong language. We want everyone to be educated, but we are intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. And now your host, I'll have what she's having, Ashley Weller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to What's Your Position. Today's episode is actually all about me, all about Eve, all about Ashley, all about what's your position and why we're doing it and what it is and why you should listen. We're going to talk about myself, where I came from, where I started. We're going to talk about Mr. Robert Maine, my fearless and slightly abusive producer. It's fine. It's fine. We're going to talk about what we're drinking. What are you drinking? I just finished my uh, Bud Light seltzer. I might have to go get a new one. Solid. I'll give you, you know, I'll give you maybe a little moment with the listeners. Just you and them for a second. I'll go grab myself a Bud Light and... Intimate. Take a 10-1, maybe a little jewel break, you know. What a producer does. That, My that, producer, that, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I, I get it lit up for her. Turn the. I, just, Many. I, I literally just press the letter R on my keyboard and let her talk about You have a hard sex. life. You have a hard life. That's why she pays me the big bucks. <laughs> Cases of Bud Light Seltzer. Well, cheers. I have a little bit. Give cheers. me a cheers. First podcast. Here we go. Is this an unofficial sponsor? Unofficial sponsor what? of What's Your Position podcast, White Claw. And got, Bud Light. I got Bud Light. We both have Black Cherry, though, which I did on purpose. Oh. Yeah. I do want to do, maybe not on this one, but on, I'll do a little plug for myself. Please, do. So, so screwed. Tell podcast. me a little bit about your podcast, Robert Main. Uh, so, so screwed podcast for me and my buddy Corey. We scrutinize everything. Literally, we're, we started from movies and TV and music, and now we're doing hot sauces and everything. So everything that a human could want. And it's kind of evolved into this now, which yeah. is fun. It's new. I'm helping you do this, and I'm excited. Listen, to... I didn't know I wanted to do a podcast until I did your podcast. I love to hear that. And what you're stealing from my podcast, literally stealing. You had you didn't even ask. You're just you know no, I'm going to steal this the shit out of it. Which is funny. It's kind of ironic because it's we're literally stealing products <laughs> and just plugging them without their permission. <laughs> I'm sure but they don't as, mind as long as you say the word unofficial. I think that's why you know yeah. you can get away with it. So the unofficial, unofficial. I, and what we want to do on the So So Screwy podcast is uh, try all these sel- <gasps> seltzers out. Can I be on that See? one? See, I knew her. Ooh. I knew she was getting excited. I'm going to be on that one. We're going to get all of them. Are we going to put them in cups so you don't know which is what? Exactly. Oh my God. And I got to say, Bud Light. You think it might win? It's my... F- is that what your... Is that your horse? That one and the truly... Um, watermelon. It's the pack that has all those. The watermelon, the, the passion, watermelon the mango. The so good. Anyways. All right. Go do your 10-1. I'm going to take a minute with my listeners. Yeah. I think this song is just ending out anyways. Yeah. I'll, I'll pot it down. Right. Oh, nice. Nice. The fade. So welcome to What's Your yeah, Position. talk about yourself. Took uh, two weeks to come up with the name. If you don't like it, go fuck yourself. No, I'm just kidding. If you don't like it, you think you have a better name, If you got a better shoot one, me I mean, an email. Let us know. Uh, we, we spent uh, quite a bit of time coming up with the name, trying to figure out how to encapsulate everything that I want this podcast to be. And the truth is, I don't really know what it is. It's going to evolve and it's going to change and... Right now, all I know is that I have a lot to say, and I want to educate as many people as possible. I want to make sure people are comfortable in their own skin. I want to make sure people know that their feelings are valid and happen to a lot of people. I want to make sure that everyone is aware of how to be healthy and how to be a sexual being Today, right now, in the body that you're in, in the family that you have, with the people that are around you and the circumstances you find yourself in, I want you to feel okay to be you. And I want sex to be a discussion that people have as easily as what's your favorite seltzer. Um, There's so many taboos about sex and about sexuality, and so many people think it's very black and white. It's penis, vagina. It's it's sex. It's not. It's actually about a human side to things and finding the sensuality in every day and finding love in everything that you do and being present and in the moment with those that you love and 
it doesn't have to just be about sex. It's about humanity. So this podcast is very much a human focused podcast. Um, and I just wanted to share my knowledge, but also the knowledge of the people I'm going to bring on into the, into this podcast, into this universe. So everyone gets to kind of share a story and educate me, uh, while they're educating you. And hopefully we both learn something. Uh, every time we do this, my goal is that we all walk away knowing something a little bit more and become a little smarter as the days go on and a little kinder. So that's my hope. That's my goal. Robert's going to be here with me every time producing magic, making me sound not so screechy and loud. What are we talking about? I have no idea. What's this podcast about? What did I sign up for? Just rambled. For this is about like nerd years. stuff, right? You, totally. It's not well, about sex. No, anymore, it's right? about like like speakers, tweakers, boomers, um, uh, tweeters. <laughs> no, it's not. It's actually, I, I think all of those could be euphemisms for sex, though, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> boomers, tweakers. Oh, there's going to be some fun puns in this, oh this podcast. Oh, my God. Yeah. The puns are going to flow like the salmon of Capistrano. But what you're saying, just what you wanted to get out of this podcast and everything. Yeah, kind of like why yeah. I want to do and it. And you and I have been talking for weeks Weeks, now. weeks now yeah. about what I want. So, yeah, I went on Robert's podcast, So So Scrutiny. Thanks again. Mm, and I did a Harry Potter and then a 311 scrutiny um and i really enjoyed the camaraderie and talking to somebody about something that you love and i personally just really like talking in front of people i just you're a talker i'm just a talker just a talky girl <laughs> i like asking questions i'm very inquisitive i love learning new things and sharing things with people so i just felt like right now i can't really do what i'm meant to do which is teach in front of people because everything's shut the fuck down. So I figured this is probably a really great way to reach, you know, five, and it'll be five great. humans. And when you do get back up <laughs> to it, this will be a, just an addition of mm -hmm. what you're teaching and exactly. bring your teachings into this. Yeah. And Eventually this show will evolve into kind of what I'm teaching that week. And hopefully I can kind of talk about what I've taught that week, what I've learned from my students and what I learned from the guest speakers and I kinda, all sorts of I mean, stuff. You and I, I mean, especially me, I, I can't speak for you, but uh, we, we grew up with Loveline. Yes. I mean, went to bed every exactly. night with it. And I kind of want to make that sh this our version of that. That is kind of the goal. It's sort of the goal to, to educate people. I remember when I was listening to Loveline and watching it on MTV back in the 90s, and people would ask questions that I was completely blown away by. Like, what? You masturbate? Like, that's upsetting. Like, oh, my God, you're not supposed to do that. Or, oh my God, these people are asking about sex, but they were also asking about relationships and, and kissing people for the first time and falling in love. And you're like, oh, they're just like me. Yeah. And it was from all <laughs> over America. These people were yeah. asking these questions and Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla were so kind and empathetic and funny and they made it well clear. You understood you, you what they were saying. You could say empathetic, but they were also just brutal. They were very brutal. Because a lot of these people you could tell didn't have very good um, upbringing. Like they right. might not have the best parents to take these problems. Not to. a lot of education. So they had to go to mm -hmm. Corolla and drew and some, they were just like, I remember most of the time drew that so someone would ask him in a medical device and they go, go to the doctor. What, yeah. what are you calling me for? You, you, it burns when you pee, go like, to the doctor. Yeah. I don't know why he was there. And then Corolla was there just to m make fun of everything that yeah. they brought into. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I want to bring yeah. this to make the. I want people to ask questions and I want there to yeah. be. Eventually, I want people to send me questions and ask me things that I may not know the answer to. And then I can either find a guest who can come on and talk about that specific thing or I can educate myself and do some research. I love research, I love statistics. There's going to be a lot of statistics on this show. Love it. I love it. Like baseball. God, I miss baseball. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of statistics and a lot of research and we'll a lot get, of quoting. We'll get at some quote unquote statistics later in the podcast. We got a little fun little game with oh, you too. Oh, I love too. it. Yes. We're going to test my knowledge. Um, let's talk about you for a second. Okay. Um, where did you start? Where did you born? Where'd you, I mean, I know you. Yeah, I, you I, do. Too, I know too much about you. It's true. So let's let the listener know. I was. Give me a story. Okay. I'll give you a story. I'll try to make it short. I was born in, I was born on a cold April day in Provo, Utah. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I really oh, that's was. right. You are born in Utah. <laughs> I was born that's in right. Utah. My mom and dad decided to be Mormon right before they got married. Uh, and then they got married in a Mormon church. And then I was born in Utah. 
and was sealed in the Mormon temple. So I will forever be in Mormon heaven with my mom and my dad. And no one else will be there. It's great. Um, and then my parents got divorced shortly thereafter. I think I was like 12 months old. Uh, we moved to California. My mom and I moved around a bit. Um, had another little sister along the way. Moved up to Seattle when I was about five years old. Um, I went to eight different elementary schools before I was in the third well, grade. Back up a little bit. Sure. Right before you moved. I think is when we kind of first met. Well, yeah, well, you were born. I just so. showed you a photo. But, but, you know, but there was just a long time where yeah. you and I just didn't know each other, really. It's true. Of each other. And it wasn't yeah. until later. We'll get that. But during that time, I was a little baby. Mm-hmm. And, You're just a babe. And then you moved. So. Yeah. From like the time that you were born until you were about one and a half, we were bros. We broed down. I hung out at your mom's house a lot with you. And, uh, and yeah, then my mom decided to move us to Seattle. Um, there's a couple other states in there, but we it's, we were there for months, not even years. So I went to eight elementary schools before I was in the third grade. Wow. So I learned how to make friends very easily and be friendly in front of people and how to get people to talk to me because when you move that much, you sort of have to adapt. So I did. And then we landed in Seattle and my mom met my stepdad and they had lots more children and I became the oldest of five kids knew pretty much by the time I was 10 that I didn't want kids because <laughs> of how many there were in my life at that point. I've changed more diapers than out of fucking most parents. And my mom had a daycare where she watched other people's kids. So I'm yeah. good. I'm set <laughs> on having children. Um, you had enough for the both of us. I'm good. I'm all set. Uh, we were very religious when I was growing up. It was very much a church going family. My stepdad was in AA and turned AA into going to church instead. So we'd go every Wednesday and every Sunday, and there could not be anything secular happening on Sundays. No homework, no friends, no music that wasn't religious, all very uh, church-based. And growing up in a religious household, talking about sex was not something that was a good thing. It wasn't something that we talked about normally. It wasn't anything that was ever brought up to me. If it was ever talked about, one of us would bring it up and then it would usually quickly get shut down. Never got the birds and the bees talk. Wasn't really allowed to take health class in high school. So I didn't really know a whole lot. Um, I remember, oh, I do do that noise a lot. I remember when I do do <laughs> do do. <laughs> um, Fun story for Robert Maine uh, and any female listeners. I remember, oh God, when I started my period, it's terrible. I mean, men don't understand the absolute agonizing fear of starting it when you're in school and thinking everyone's going to know. Okay, I have a rebuttal. Continue though. So, okay, actually, I know what your rebuttal is, and you're right. It's not, it's the same. You're right. It is just as bad. Um, but I didn't. What? I started at home and I cried. I thought I was going to get in trouble. And I went through three un pairs of underwear before I told my mom finally. And she was so happy that at Thanksgiving dinner that year, she announced it to the entire table, <laughs> which included out of town guests, including three male cousins ranging from ages 12 to 18. <laughs> And she raised a glass and said, I'd like to toast to I'm my first one. daughter becoming a woman and starting her period. We're and clink. never had been more mortified, I think, in my entire life. It's a great story, though. I mean, okay, two things mm -hmm. boners. No, boners are terrible for you guys. Right. I'm sorry. It's, you're right. No, you're absolutely so right. Especially during that. I mean, blood is definitely worse. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you guys that. But, but boners. Yeah, it's true. At least you can hide it. Um, well, you got to become MacGyver in that situation. You, yeah, you know, accurate. it's a learning process. It's learning, learning, process. It's a learning curve through the years. Um, curve. <laughs> second, I had a very one thing embarrassing. My mom and John, we had, I think I was 17, probably. It was in high school, 16, 17. Just had a party at the house, barbecue, all my friends just hanging out. Great time. Um, Might have been. Anyways, that's another story. Uh, anyways, didn't know about me, but my parents had made a video 
of all like my early baby videos. Oh, I remember this. I was at this party. You probably were. Yep. And all my friends. Oh, yeah. When my parents made everyone watch. There was a video. mohawk in the. You had your mohawk outfit I mean, it, in that it, video. It got cooler, but the baby stuff, man, I was just like, what are we doing? What is going on? I, I couldn't be like the mad. asshole. Like, no. no, I had to just sit there and just take it while my friends made fun of me. And mm-hmm. so the year I turned 16, I had a sweet 16 party at my house and all my friends and I were outside in the backyard on our trampoline. And when we came inside for cake, my mom had hung up three poster board picture, like picture collages of me as a baby. And three of them, I was naked. Nice. I was 16. Right. So I had like boys and like girls that like some of them weren't my super close friends. They were like girls I wanted to invite. Just well, mom, Do moms know? Like, do they, they do- not? Do they take some sort of like disgusting joy out of they must absolutely just, wrecking their it's, reputation it's, it's coming to me right now they don't want us to date no it's to it's to it's to ward off anyone yeah. who might have liked us yeah exactly at any point yeah i mean i don't doubt them i don't blame them again another reason i don't want children so i didn't have the most um <laughs> normal upbringing you yes. could say yes um and, oh God, I do that a lot. And I know I need to knock that off. I feel like every time I do that, I should put a quarter into something and then we have a podcast fund. I'm serious. We're well, going to, we're going to do that. Another thing we do, you can steal from the so-so is we, we haven't done it in a while because we haven't been together, but we put a dollar every time into our little fund, every time we record Oh, at least a dollar. Oh. You, you maybe you got your flush that day. You got 10 bucks, put $10 in Pay there. to play. That's good. You know, I stole it from Pay my bands. Play. That's what we used to do with my bands too. That's smart. Yeah. Um, and then we can buy more White Claw. Unofficial sponsor of what well, your position? We're gonna get sponsored by these motherfuckers. Huh? Yeah, we are. Trojan needs to sponsor us. Anyways, so um, we're, we're not, okay. Yeah, so yeah, we digress. So I grew up. High school. I didn't. I had a boyfriend in high school. Um, I dated. My first kiss was when I was sixteen. Um, yeah, same. Fifth, I think it was fifteen. But yeah, uh, my first. Well, my first makeout kiss. My first kiss mm-hmm. on the lips was. Can I say people's names? I would just, if you feel weird about it, just say first names. His name was Chris, and he's one of my friends still to this day. Yeah. He was my first kiss in the reading hallway, the English hallway. I was so scared. My first real, like, makeout kiss was with a guy named Tyler, and he was my boyfriend for, like, six months when I was a sophomore. And then I met a, my high school sweetheart, I guess you could call him Michael, when I was a junior. And we dated my whole junior, my whole senior um, years, and, yeah, he's the guy who, you know, deflowered me and all that good stuff. And he, uh, I don't, I'm not friends with him on social media. It's odd. I'm friends with Chris, uh, but not Tyler or Michael. And it's interesting when you go through that as a child, as a teenager in your brain, and you think to yourself, I'm going to love this person for the rest of my life. Like, this is it. Like I could, I could get married and have babies with this person. Yeah. And then you look back and you're like, Oh my God, that was, the worst relationship ever or it was the exact relationship it needed to be at that moment you know but no in no way shape or form no absolutely not would I marry those people but um I feel like I had a really good dating experience I never felt pressured I never felt ugly. I never felt judged. Every guy I dated was always very kind to me and very like respectful of my boundaries. And if I wanted to wait, they waited. And I mean, I may have gotten cheated on cause I waited, but you know, that's, <laughs> they're 16 and horny. That's what are you like going to do? We'll get, that's episode five. We'll get into that. We'll later. get into that. Yeah. So I moved, <laughs> uh, when I was 18, I graduated high school. I always knew I wanted to live in California. That was never, ever a question in my mind. I moved a month after I graduated and lived with my aunt. Um, I was very sheltered, so I was very, didn't know much about condoms or safe sex or sex in general. And when I moved in with my Aunt Linda, there was condoms in my dresser, there was condoms in my glove box, there was condoms in my bedroom, and it was just be safe, do whatever you want to do, but be safe. And I'd go to her bar with my fake ID, never to, and I was never bad, I was never a bad kid, I just wanted to go hang out with her. And It was fun. It was really fucking fun. <laughs> I was like 12 and it was fun. Yeah, and it was like... I just wanted to, you know, have a different life and sort of see what life was like without rules. And 
I remember the first time I stayed out past 10, I called her and I was like, I'm going to be out later. And she's like, you don't have to tell me that, but thank you. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I can stay out until two Freedom. and no one cares. I think I cried. I think I was so happy, but I went to Fullerton Junior College and I took a, a health class because I never got to take one. And I learned all about periods and jizz and men and women and pregnancy and everything. And I was like, this is, it's like never having chocolate cake and then someone baking you, I don't know, a decent chocolate cake, but you think it's the best chocolate cake you've ever had. I I was never really given the birds and the bees from my parents per se and didn't really learn from school per se. I learned most, mostly from like the, the, the nitty gritty from Loveline. Loveline. Yeah. Like literally. Yeah. And in movies too. Yeah. And entertainment. And even living with, you know, or growing up with Nana, mm-hmm. like you don't have that going to AIDS walk. And yep. I mean, I knew about AIDS when I was like eight. Right. You know, some kids don't know like, right. that even evolved. Like, right. They have to explain what the virus is that our Uncle Jamie had, but also how they got it. It was like, oh, oh, that's how that works. Oh, that's what he oh. had. Oh, okay. So I knew that I, you know, I kind of was the opposite, but still didn't really know anything. I, right. I was uh, uh, surrounded by a lot of it, but just the opposite. You weren't really with the kind of religion and yeah. stuff. And it wasn't until like we turned 18, 17, 18 it was like, Oh, it, it was like clicking, clicking. especially yeah, the exactly. sex. Like exactly. Yeah, it yeah. was love line for sure. Love line and movies that really kind of helped just me told the truth. You told the truth. Yeah. Well, not movies, but love well, line. For there's sure. a fun part of the glamor of love. And there really is, you know, looking back, there is, uh, 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 a sheen to high school oh, yeah. love. You know, every, oh anytime God. you look back at the good times of high school, it's like, I look back and it's just all glowy. It is. It's very glittery. It's fun and but, shiny. Yeah. Yep. And it should be. You know what? I never, I never just had, <laughs> just be safe. Right. So when I came out here and I was like, wait, I have like all this freedom. I used that freedom and I dated people and I went dancing in clubs and I went to gay bars and I had all these fabulous friends. I worked at Disneyland. So I had a lot of gay friends. We went to tiger heat in LA a lot. Um, I worked at Starbucks. Um, so I had a lot of like young friends. I went to Fullerton junior college. So we had an in drama. So we had a lot of parties and I never had like a bad experience or like an, uh, an awful sexual experience. Thank goodness. Um, but I was always safe. I was always, I always had condoms with me and it was always ready to be like prepared should that moment happen. And I appreciated that it was subtly like, be safe. Here you go. No judgment. Like you can have this. This is a condom. This is what you're supposed to do with it. And I knew what to do with it. It was just, we didn't really have guys don't exactly. (laughs) Right. I was probably more well-versed in it than most men, but I really loved learning about psychology and health at Fullerton junior college. And I was there as an acting major. I was going to be an actress. And so I started taking these health classes and realized, you know what? I don't think I want to be an actress anymore. I think (laughs) I want to do psychology. And I graduated with an AA in theater, which probably helps me talk in front of people. You're pretty good. Thank you very much. I want to, I remember at least the, uh, the 10,000 legs, 20, 20 thing. I always say 10 short me 10,000. Sorry. It did not vividly remember that it was like, Mm -hmm. wow, this is like a college it was theater. nuts because they, they did three versions of that, by the way, and oh, it was wow. three different leads, and I was the only female Captain Nemo. And the oh. writer of the play came to all three, and he said I was the one he envisioned as his captain. Wells? The guy that wrote it? Not Orson that guy. No, the Wells? adaptation mm. that we did, the oh, play gotcha. that we did. Gotcha. Um, but no, it was uh, it was it an was awesome experience to, to do that, and it gave me a lot of confidence to be kind of outspoken and stand in front of people and talk in front Absolutely. of people. Absolutely. I was just going to say that. It just led to what you were going to exactly. do in the future. And yeah. so I started volunteering at AIDS Services Foundation while I was taking psychology classes, and I would go and do these public speaking events at high schools. And I would go with people who were diagnosed with HIV and these people would tell their story about being diagnosed with HIV. And then I'd come in and hit them with statistics and facts and knowledge and information about how it's transmitted and how it's not transmitted. (laughs) Jesus. By the way, toilet seats do not transmit HIV. FYI. Um, I did a really funny visual where I would pretend to sit on a toilet and but it had to be covered in blood in order for the HIV to be transmitted. The kids thought it was hilarious. It, this it, this podcast will evolve. We might, we might get video going. It's pretty so, good. Yeah. It was a pretty good joke. But anyways, um, and then I would, 
I would start talking about other STIs and the teachers would ask me to come back and teach other segments of their health classes because a lot of these teachers feel super uncomfortable talking about penises and vaginas and chlamydia and gonorrhea in front of students that they have to then talk to other, like have other conversations with. So they, they wanted to not be that awkward. And I'm like, bring me in, man. I'll be fucking awkward. I'll say penis all day. I don't give a shit. So I'd come in and I'd throw candy at them and they would love me because I threw candy. I'd teach them how to use condoms, teach them all about STIs and pregnancy and maturity and puberty. And I really loved the energy that I got and and the fact that some of them would come up afterwards and say, I learned something. And that it like really fed this desire for me. And it was, I found something that like made me feel more and more powerful every time I did it, like filled my, my meter up every time I did it. It never changed. And <laughs> that was 10 years ago. So I got my degree in psychology and sociology. I got two degrees because I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do, which is so very, very, you, very me. <laughs> I want to do all of it, all of it, all of the things I want all of them. And I still kept doing my speaking engagements, but I got a big girl job in um, rehab and drug and alcohol rehab. Our family has a very extensive history in addiction, um, and I really wanted to do something where I helped people. And, you know, sorry, a little side note, but we'll probably get into a lot of that. We will. Absolutely. Addiction and sexuality, addiction and humanity, those are things that we're going to talk about on this podcast. And that was one thing with the name. We went through so many names and what's your position was it kind of covered it all where it's kind of funny because people think sex position, but that can cover politics that can cover a lot of, you know, lifestyle addiction. And, and yeah. A, we're going to try to do we're it really going to try to just cover like, just like you. We're going to try to do it all. <laughs> do it all. Got to do it all. Yeah. In the words of by Pokemon. one episode at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, Oh my God, for episode episode 69, we have to have something fun. Oh my God. Right. I just thought about it's, that. It's kind of, it's it's gonna be here before you know it. So that's amazing. Okay. Right. Anyways, so and four twenty two. And oh shit. <laughs> Three eleven. Oh like, my god. All the numbers. So many all the numbers. Eight zero zero eight. Eight zero zero. What is boob? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See see in ten ten fifteen years. <laughs> we do. Uh, uh, is it all right? No, it's fine. Okay. Um. So basically, I ca- I couldn't stop doing this. I was working in this rehab facility. I was working random hours because addiction happens all times of the day. So um, sometimes I was able to accept the speaking positions and sometimes I wasn't. And it really broke my heart because I realized that that's where I get my joy and my energy and my passion. And I met this teacher at Chapman University named Barney. And Barney, every single time I went to speak for him. Not the purple dinosaur. <laughs> I love you. No. His name is Barney and he's a great, his name is Bernard, but I don't call him that. His name is Barney. And every time I would speak in his class, he would act like I was the most amazing speaker he'd ever heard. And he kept saying like, you were meant for this. You need to teach. This is what you need to do. You need to go get your master's degree. Why are you not doing this yet? And every time I'd speak in his class, which was like four times a year, he would be upset if I wasn't going forward. I met another teacher through him named David, who let me speak in his, David, you, David, (laughs) who let me speak in his classes. And he would say the same thing. And I'm like, God damn it. Okay. I really have to do something. In the meantime, I got a new job in clinical research, which isn't my jam. I love helping people. Back up. Hold on a second. So the rehab thing. Yeah. What job was that? I don't remember that. It was called Solid Landings. I worked there for two years. Uh, it was in Costa Mesa. While you were at the Hilton or what was it? At the Hyatt? No, Hyatt. it was after the Hyatt. Oh. Yeah. I worked at the Hyatt for five years. Yeah. That's when I got to do all my speaking engagements because yeah. I was a waitress. So I yeah. could waitress at night, but do my speaking engagements in the daytime. Oh, I don't remember the rehab. Job. I got a big girl job. I got a rehab job at a rehab, but they committed insurance fraud. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, and now they fired I remember people in droves. This was like kind of during the time my mom was down yes, there too, exactly. right? Like yep. a, a, not the yep. same one, but different nope. one. Yep. She was in one that we actually sent people to if we were full. You're right. Mm-hmm. Now it's time. Mm-hmm. Just like a listener. I'm trying to remember our timeline. Yeah, you know what though? You were in Escondido when I was working that's at the right. rehab place. That's right. So that's why. Yeah. Um, so you weren't like up here, here yeah. every day. That's so true. yeah, I worked in rehab and it was very much behavioral health. Um, there was some sexual components to it. A lot of people who experience a sexual trauma becomes become addicts. A lot of people who have addiction have difficulty with sexuality as well. 
um, experiment in like risky behaviors. So I was also speaking at um, high risk places. I was speaking at rehabs. I was going to Hogue Hospital. I was going to Chapman um, Hospital and speaking to these people who were in there for drug and alcohol abuse and talking to them about STIs and HIV because those two things tend to go hand in hand. When you're high on drugs or you're just drunk out of your gourd, you don't necessarily think about using a condom or use it correctly for that matter. What's a condom? What's a condom? <laughs> that goes on Zip- top of a, a beer? A Ziploc bag does the same thing, right? <laughs> you got a sandwich bag over there? Why did we become a Southern? No. They're, Why did we do that? all Southern people are that dumb. Why I'm sorry. No, no. But statistically, I mean, I could look up the statistics, but I don't want to exclude the southern states. I just, why did we become southern? That was terrible. Hey, even in Europe, they do that. They, they do. I know. They want to do the dumb, the dumb American. They get all like this. They, you know what? Even I mean, South Park does it too. But even like in California, like we talk like you know like this. So like, oh, I have a great Tiff. I call it a Tiffany voice. Oh my god! Like. Tiffany, I certainly don't need knowledge. No, Ashley, Ashley, I'm waiting for the impression. Wow, that's like really rude. That was good, right? No, whatever. So it's gotta be a little bit more raspy. Okay, it's gross. I hate the vocal fry. I love the improv. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, Anyways, so I now your new job. Let's get fast forward. Your, so I work now in clinical research because they committed insurance fraud. Yeah, <laughs> so I fun. ran away and uh, work with schizophrenia patients, bipolar patients. <laughs> you took some crazies and went I to some more crazies. Went to even Just more to, crazy. Yeah. Yep. And I'm. It's not my jam. Linear. I, it's not. It's not my favorite thing to do. I'm not really helping anyone um you don't think so i don't no. i really don't i don't really see any improvement when they do the studies but it's i mean who am Are i people from your work gonna hear this probably i don't really care okay. i mean they they know that I you're mean, so good at your job i'm very good at my I, my job yeah. is sales so and i, I kind of think they know oh yeah they know they're aware they're stuck with you eight owner. hours a day oh, yeah. I, I talk to my the owner of my company and i'm like <laughs> i can't wait to be a teacher and he's like oh yeah and i'm like yeah he's like that's probably what you should be doing i'm yeah. like right but i make them a lot of money so you know they're They'll keep go. me around until I'm ready to not be there. But I don't I, I don't get fed not from that job. Yeah. Right. So Barney and Dave both still allow me to come and speak in their classes. Barney even modifies his syllabus. And if I can't come to the times that he has classes because of work, he'll insist that they come on a Friday night and sit in a in a like a meeting room in Chapman University. It's part of his syllabus and he makes them come and listen to me. Fuck yeah. Right? He also recorded a YouTube video of me teaching one of his classes and if anyone misses my class, he makes them watch it and write a paper on it. Beautiful. Barney's probably my biggest my biggest fan. Well, and you know, we should we'll do one of these. We'll get we'll maybe Oh, who's we'll, coming on? Well, we'll have him for sure, but we'll we'll video you or we even get that version oh, yeah. that he has and we just play it on the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. But him and Dave both really supported me and let me come and speak in their classes for the last four years around my work schedule. And my work always lets me go and talk if I want to. And every time I do it, I get this. I don't even know. Joy is such a small word for the Rush. way. Yeah. But and it lasts for such it's a high that lasts for a long time, but I feel so good about what I've done. And I honestly know that I meant to educate people. And so I wanted to teach at Chapman University in the fall. I got offered a position. I filled out the application. I got accepted to be a human sexuality professor. And then fucking COVID happened. Ugh. And now they're online for the fall and they're not having electives. So I don't get to teach. Sex is is an elective. Apparently sex is an elective, um, which is a completely other topic in and of itself. But I don't get to teach in the fall. So where I thought I was going to have all this outlet to be my creative, joyous, educational self, I don't. So I decided the next best thing was to educate whoever wants to listen about all things sex. So that's what this podcast is about. Behaviors, sex, life, love, relationships. Um, It's going to be very guest focused. I'm going to try to bring a guest on every other episode and have nice, big, long, full, thick, juicy episodes with guests. Moist. (laughs) Moist episodes. Some people hate that word. Very long episodes um, where we talk about something that's happened to their life related to 
humanity and sexuality and relationships and motherhood and fatherhood and periods and masturbation, whatever the case may be. We have, I have so many ideas of uh, sex workers, porn stars, um, assault victims. People. We should get, you know, just producer on the fly. Let's get a check checklist. Of I like, have it. But of people like oh. subjects, you go, okay, we need an S&M person. We need a masturbation person. Yeah. We need a period person. Yeah. And then we have those people. Okay. We got that. We got that. We and yep. it's an idea. It's and so I cover have, everything. I have a list of people who are ready to talk, who have stories. I have someone who's going to try out two different new types of period garments that you can wear. Um, she's going to try them out and give the, give us a scrutiny on them. <laughs> um, I have a mom who just delivered twins during COVID. She's going to come on and tell about what it's like to have twins. I have someone who wants to talk about what it's like to get your tubes tied before you have kids because you don't want to have them. I have someone who's going to come on and talk about schizophrenia and sex and what it's like. Don't worry, guys. We'll have some dude talking here. Oh, gonna... I have dudes. I have dudes coming yeah. on to talk about what it's like being a dad. Dudes got problems, too. My brother is going to talk about what it's like to only have ever slept with or kissed one person in his entire life. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, we've, I've got a, a, a lot of ideas, a lot of guests that want to do this. Um, and I, I'm going to do mini episodes in between where I really just give you a tip, just the tip. And we talk about something quickly, um, whether that may be, you know, the, the newest lube that's out or... An interesting fact that I heard about sexuality or something to be mindful, something, a way to be kind to yourself that day. Um, and I really just want to focus on educating you and teaching you. And I really eventually hope to evolve into something where you can ask questions and I can do my best to educate yourself and probably myself as well. That's my goal. I love it. In the long run. Yeah. Let's, I mean, I, as producer over here, I want to eventually maybe get uh, live on Instagram or Twitch or all the above and you could people could ask questions live. Hell yeah. Just kind of like Ooh. love line. I'm going off love on line, man. Yes, exactly. I hope they, they don't get mad that I'm like biting no, on it. No, no, no. All right. And if anything, we should, you know, promote them. Love line is still not, it's not dead. No, no, love line Adam, is not dead. Adam and Drew still do a show. Uh, I think it even might come out Monday through Friday. A little plug for them. You know, yeah, they're the grandfathers absolutely. of this. We need to give praise to those guys. They're the granddaddies. And, and they, and they do, they do calls. Oh, do they really? Yeah. So we can figure it out. If you guys, um, let's, I was let's, on Love Line. Let's once. do your. Uh, we'll do a plug at the end, but uh, your Instagram. My Instagram is What's Your Position Podcast. Yeah, that's it. And uh, and then your your do your personal too. So. My personal is Happy Camper Mrs. Weller because I am a camping advocate. Love the outdoors. Love me some fucking nature in Yosemite. So <laughs> Happy Camper Mrs. Weller. Or what's your position podcast? Please follow me. I will follow you back. I love posting in my stories about all things sex and relationships and beautiful human beings, beautiful bodies. I think all people are beautiful. So, from from a from an outside perspective, me, I, I I come across your stories. It's a lot of like really fun memes and like half naked chicks yep. and funny dicks. I do love so some half naked chicks and fun. some funny dicks. So dudes. You know, because this is your podcast. It is. And it's very women driven. But it is. I, I want to bring the guys. No, in I want the guys in it. They're dumb. Dude, guys are so guys are dumb. And I want to no, educate them too. Guys are just, too. they're horny. And sometimes yeah. the wrong head oh, is like, what they use. Boom. And they got brains up in that, that noggin of theirs. But sometimes it's, you know, the guy downstairs that's doing all the thinking. And he, he don't got no brains. He just, he's just ready to go. <laughs> He don't got nothing. See, just, guys, she knows what she's talking about. I do. So, so Come here. on, and I'll teach you some shit. Um, <laughs> but we're going to play a game, right? You're yeah, let's do it. Me? Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. Anything else you want to talk about before we get into that? Um, no, I just really hope that people send us Send us this. questions. Send us, and if you have someone that you know that has a podcast and wants to come on and talk like let's do some cross promotion all absolutely you know more than cross merrier. pollination i love it this thing's gonna evolve like little bees all right so i got a uh the headline for this is only a sex expert can pass this true or false quiz this might be embarrassing i may be embarrassed i don't know we'll see on, bu oh, on buzz on buzzfeed <laughs> And oh, on BuzzFeed. God okay. bless BuzzFeed. They helped me. Them. They helped me during the COVID. They paid me still. God bless. Good them. for them. Yeah. I, I mean, Buzz BuzzFeed really helps a lot of people during quarantine because there are sometimes when I need to know what type of cheese I am <laughs> more than anything in the world. I'm probably I'm probably a blue cheese. I'm Brie. 
I know that mm. for sure. I took it like two nights ago. I need to do that. Anyways, let's do this though. Let's see <laughs> okay. if you're a sex expert like oh you say you are. Oh my God. All right. Excuse me. If you get like an F in this, I'm. this might be one and done. This is baby. literally going to tour. You're going to have to put the torpedo noise in <laughs> if I don't do well. All right. So first question. Women between ages of 25 and 44 average seven sexual partners in their lifetime. True or False. False. Correct. According to the CDC, women in that age group average age group average 2.4 sexual partners in their lifetime. Which is why after the age of 25, a lot of gynecologists say that you can get a pap smear every three years because the chances of you being monogamous once you've passed the age of 25 increase by like tenfold. Yeah, but with, with the pap smear, what, do you get like the blueberry bagel or do you get not like schmear. the... Not schmear. It's uh, not a schmear. No, it's the same thing, right? It's... It's a little different. Oh, okay. We'll do that on another episode. Yeah, that's another episode. Okay. I really want a bagel now. Okay, the <laughs> average the average age of losing your virginity in the United States is 15 years old. False. True or false? That was quick. I just looked this up the other day, so if they say something else, we're going to have to dispute this. What do you say the age is? 16.5. Okay. You are correct. It is false. I know it's according false. to the Gut Matcher Institute. The <laughs> average gauge, the average guy, I can say that again. Average age people have sex for the first time in the United States is seventeen years old. So sixteen point five. Okay. They're, they're rounding up. They rounded they're up. Rounding That's up. Fine. They can round up. I was eighteen. I was seventeen. There you go. Rounding up. Yeah, rounded up. <laughs> we rounded it up. <laughs> All right. Next question. The penis can can. <laughs> oh, right. I'm so excited right now. Go get the giggles. There we go. <clears throat> a penis can get stuck in a vagina. True, true or false? True. I kind of know that one too. Well, yeah. Not from experience, but <laughs> I just I've heard stories. <laughs> while while it's not common, there have been occurrences where the penis captivus has occurred. That's what it's called. Yeah, because the vagina is a muscle and it can actually get locked and like. Have you ever had a muscle like seize up? Like earlier today with my jaw. Oh my God, he stretched and he literally, I thought he was going to have a mild stroke. It's just like my right side. His right throat got stuck. But the vagina (laughs) is a giant muscle. And so if your muscle seizes in the middle of sex, you don't let go. And if you have a spasm, think about when you have a back spasm. Like you can't make it stop. It's not like these women are crushing dicks on purpose. Like their vagina. We we know they are. The Hulk, Hulk vagina. (laughs) No, that's sad. Poor, poor people probably are afraid to have sex. I have just a random question. You're my expert. I'm going to, you're, this is how I'm going to ask the questions when it comes to the penis. I've heard Uh this with the, the tip, the way it's formed. Yeah. The reason it's formed the way it is, is because it's, you know, it's got the head and it's got the grippy thing. The grippy thing. Well, because, uh-huh. because apparently I've heard when it goes in, it's supposed to scoop out all the other previous men that have been in there before. That so is untrue. Okay. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I though? do, but there's a lot of people who are uncircumcised. So that would be somewhat well, still in there. No, that's what I'm saying. The uncircumcised penis would be the one that would take that out of there, but a circumcised penis wouldn't be able to because it doesn't have that extra skin to pull that stuff out. Even of there. when it's like fully in, the skin isn't. Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm-hmm. Also, did you know that humans used to have barbs on their penises? Like chimpanzees. Yeah, chimpanzees have barbs on their penises. I don't know. What's a barb? Like a thorn. Where would it be? On the shaft of the penis. And so it irritates the inside of the of the female chimpanzee's vagina so yeah. that she doesn't have sex with someone right away after they have sex. <laughs> so his chances of insemination and procreation are higher because she's not going to bang some other chick because her vag chick? hurts. Or to bang some other dude because her vag hurts. That's, that's her mindset. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Dude, nature is fun. Nature's fucked up. Right. But humans used to have that. Okay. Well, that's a, that's a fun thing I learned today. Fun fact. That that, that thing I knew all the fun time was not real. Fun fact of the day. All right. Sex can cause temporary memory loss. True. True or false? Correct. According to, the, according to the article in The Guardian, there have been multiple cases where people have suffered amnesia after sex. There it is. You know what I call that? Hmm. I actually don't know if I can say this. Sex tarted. Yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm on the fence about that word. I am too. But the way you're doing it is not. It's, no, I it's, literally. It's in the purpose of that word. Where yeah. it's, it's the mean. I'm slow. Slow and yeah, I'm slow. No offense to anybody. I'm slow after sex. Slow, like can't remember where my water glass is. <laughs> yeah. You need that water. The average erect male penis. 
is six inches. True. Is this international or is this U.S. <laughs> or is this Orange County? That's, very, that's a great question. Okay. Uh, you said true? I said true. Oh, no. That's the wrong one. Can I guess what I think it might be? Yeah. Is it five? <laughs> They're not rounding up. 5.6. Or five, sorry, 5.16 inches. Oh, my God. So I think that's international. I think the U.S. is a little bit bigger. Well, because we're fatter. But I think. <laughs> Goddamn God right we are. For for some reason, I thought it was six. And you know what that just goes to show is that I'm giving y'all an extra inch. There you go. You're welcome. She's rounding up. According to a study, 15,000 penises from around the world. So mm. it's international. Oh, okay. The average size of the male penis is okay. actually 5.16 inches. All right. Well, that makes more sense. There's more people. There you go. All right. 64% of women report having an orgasm at their most recent sexual event. False. True or false? Absolutely False. What? Dude, you got two in a row, baby. So I'll say it again. 64% of women report having an orgasm. Report having one or not having one? Report having an an orgasm at their most... I really thought it was less. I thought it was 25%. It says, according to the National Survey of Sexual Health and Behavior, this is true. While 85% of men report that their partner had an orgasm in their most recent sexual event. (laughs) So 85% of men thought they had an orgasm. Only 64% said they did. But that's still... That's a lot. I'm actually really happy. And you know what? The two that I got wrong, I'm actually glad I got wrong. Very Okay. Okay. I like the way you think. I'm very happy that I was incorrect about those two. Okay. This is interesting because this is a guy one. I got to come back from these two in a row. I got to get this one. I'm not sure where... I don't know if this is true or false either. 35% of single men claim to have a faked an orgasm. True or false? True. I mean, I'm a single man. Um, I've never done that. <laughs> you Good said true. You. I think true. That's correct. According to Ooh. a study by Helen Fisher, PhD of over 5,000 Americans, 35% of a single American man claimed to have faked an organ. How do you fake it? Well, if you are using a condom, it's pretty oh, easy. Yeah, that's true. Because the girl doesn't have to see what's it's in like, the condom. Look over here. Look over here. Hey, oh. look at the birdie. Oh, yeah, it's over there. Yeah, I'm going to throw it away. It's I'm just going to go in the bathroom and clean up real quick. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's the girl's excuse, too. It's true. All right, next one. The average speed average speed of male ejaculate I'm is excited. 49 miles per hour. What? Average speed of that's male false. ejaculate <laughs> no. is 49 miles per no. hour. No. Well, see, you know, my question is like, I, it, we were talking about baseball earlier. We we're going to have some probably baseball metaphors coming into this. They actually use a pitching clock to clock it, and they do it with porn stars. They clock the ejaculation. But see, here's the thing, though. So, there's a ghost here. Someone's coming. Um, someone's, they're just talking about some, sex. Someone's coming. But I'm. Major League Baseball and Little League Baseball is different, right? Right. But for some reason, ESPN, they'll recalculate recal- the radar gun to simulate what their miles per hour is versus Major League Baseball. Oh. So like they're throwing 60 miles per hour, but like they recalculate that it's versus it's actually like 90 in miles in like versus Major League pitching. Kind of like inflation. Kind of. Okay. It's like. But I don't think that's what it is. I don't, it's not. But it's, like, but I'm talking about the distance. You know what I mean? Like, they're not 40 yeah. miles per hour. I'm, yeah, I'm pitching, right? you know, pitch, pitching a pitcher throwing. Yeah. No. No, this is like real close up. Yeah. You ready? You ready? I don't know. Are you there yet? No. Okay, I got it. Yeah, got it. No, it's false. You said false. I say false. I think it's 14. 28. Oh, okay. But it was false. It was false. Okay. According to the Institute of Psychological and Sexual Health, the average of a male ejaculate is 28 miles per hour. Good job, guys. All right. That's like a we could neighborhood. Do See, that's probably the international. That's a neighborhood speed limit. That's the international uh, statistic. That's probably, like, you know, kilometers in America. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we, sure. We don't drive 55. We're, okay, next one. 55. Next one. Wearing socks during sex increases the chance of orgasm. That's false. What? That's an old wives' Because I've always heard that's like a bad thing to, you know, you're not supposed to wear That's socks. hideous. That would decrease the chances of orgasm with me, personally. Take your fucking socks off. So they're saying false. Absolutely. No way. There's no way. According to a study by the University of Gort. <laughs> I mean, this might be a planet that's made up or something. Gort. Gorginian? Gorginian. It sounds like a planet from Guardians of the Galaxy. G-R-O-N-I-N-G-E-N. Gorginian. 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 
Who knows? Is that Georgia? I have no idea. Whatever. This fake college in the Netherlands. Oh, in the Netherlands. Just read the, <laughs> read the next three letters or words, Robert. In the Netherlands, uh, couples were 30% more likely to orgasm with warmer feet. Okay. Warmer feet versus socks. That's too different. I feel like I want to dispute that question. We'll take it up with the Netherlands. I'm going to take it up with BuzzFeed. So it doesn't. That count, was misleading. It didn't count them up at the end, though. Well, I got three wrong. No, you, you remember? Oh, yeah. Okay. But you said two of them. That was the only one that you were like, I do not off. agree with that okay. one. Yeah. The other two, I'm glad I got wrong. So, I mean, how so many there questions we were there? Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, one, seven, two, three, four, eight, five, six, seven, nine, eight, nine, ten, ten, eleven, ten. twelve. So I got 70%. It's not terrible. I'll give you a B. I'll round it Thank up. Thank you. We're rounding up. We're rounding up. <laughs> and we're rounding up. All right. Well, that is kind of the whole point of today's episode was just to show you what I, who I am, what I want to achieve, what I hope this podcast does, introduce you to myself, introduce you to my producer who will be on, on each episode, just not, you know, deeply on each deep. I'm not going to be Adam Carolla. He's not going to be my, I'll be here looking up fat. You know, when you have guests, you know, if you you have something you want to, you know, you're curious about, I'll be there on the Google looking it up. And then, and then eventually when this evolves to live, he can take the live questions. So I'm hoping that everybody loves this show. Please follow what's your position podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Please make sure that you are staying safe. Uh, Make sure that you are asking questions every day and taking care of yourself, being kind to everybody. I want to make sure that everyone is happy and educated, and that's my goal with this podcast, is to make you laugh and also teach you something. So I hope that What's Your Position can do that for you. If you have any questions or suggestions, please message me. I'm always down. My email is whatsyourpositionpodcast at gmail.com. I will take any questions there. Also on my Instagram, make sure you follow. Have a great day, everybody. Also, producer's note, rate and review on iTunes. Ooh! That helps, especially right off the bat. And tell a friend. Always tell a friend. Tell a friend about it. Tell a friend and I'll have your friend on my show. There you go. I love guests. So stay kind, stay sexy, and uh, stay safe. What's Your Position podcast and its social media websites represent the opinions of Ashley Weller and her guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast and website are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of errors. Stay safe and stay sexy.